Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Can I, am I coming through clear? Am I, is my yeah, internet dude. okay? Yeah, dude, you're, you're sounding great. Really? Yeah. Huh. Look at that. All right, let's, let's just go. Let's just start chatting. Let's just start this podcast. Uh, I'm going to, hold on. Let me, can I do something real quick? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do the welcome to the crunch first? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Sorry to cut you off, but that's fine. We have right. we have an order of how we do things around here. It's true. <laughs> welcome to the crunch. It is your boy Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Welcome. So as I was saying, <laughs> I saw the largest cans of PBR I've ever seen in my life at a Kroger yesterday. And I was a, having... how big were they? Were they like like tall boys? Or they, they were bigger they were they boys? were taller than tall boys. Oh they were pretty tall. And so I was like They were Paul Bunyan. Boys, PBR, yes. PB, Paul PB, Bunyan, PBR. <laughs> oh my PB, gosh. PBR is my new favorite drink. If anybody wants about bringing them in, to send this is me a one, joke. you know, yeah, and um, and then oh, okay, another another PBR reference. Um, I was watching The Good Place the other day, and they were uh-huh. like, they were at a party in hell, uh huh in the bad place and the only thing that people were drinking was paps blue ribbon oh like, that's that bad. sucks that's so rude <laughs> it was america's best beer in 1897 and they have no respect i know that's that's just uh anyway how are you doing how was the wedding oh my goodness pat i am so glad you asked because it was one of the i have one of the greatest things there's lots of really great things about being a missionary yes but one of the greatest things is the fact that um, I have all of these really awesome Catholic friends who have these really awesome Catholic weddings. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, this was, oh, did you hear that noise? What I noise? just got an alert. I just got a bleep. I'm going to close my, my messages app on my laptop. There we go. Oh, yeah. So, I always have to keep mine on do not disturb. So it doesn't. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. I like to keep my notifications on so that I can see it just in case there's a text message that's more interesting than the podcast. So I can like, <laughs> respond to it. I was just kidding. So it was my very good friend, um, John Michael and his new bride, Emily. Ooh. And they're from Texas A&M and Gig we em. met at training. Gig'em. I know. I said that so many times this weekend. Everyone kept saying, Ethan, you're not, you're not from AM. You need to stop whooping and saying good bull and red ass and saying gig'em. You can't do those things. <laughs> 
And I said, what are you talking about? This is, I was born and raised in Texas land. Wait, is, is A&M in Tyler, Texas? Mm-mm. It's not. Okay. Emily's just from Tyler. So I know, I know, uh, like I've heard that area before. And I, yeah. like when you, when you were like, I'm trapped, I was like, I know people there. I just can't remember who they are. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I like, I know so many A&M traditions just by living in Texas for three months. It's oh, ridiculous. Man. I they think I was so supposed vocal. to be an A&M. Like, I think like, I was supposed to be an Aggie. I, I go to Franciscan and I think A&M is culty. Like, yeah. <laughs> if there was ever a school that was culty, it'd be Franciscan. But like A&M mm-hmm. so much more. Have you heard of and, drinking? And I am ring? here for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called drink- dunking, not drinking. Okay. Dunking yeah. your ring. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a weird tradition. It's anyway. it's amazing. So about this wedding, right? So notwithstanding all of this other stuff, so I I, I get to the wedding and uh, finally the wedding comes after like spending a night in the hotel room alone that I had to buy the day of because <laughs> the person I thought that I was going to stay with didn't show up. It was a whole shenanigan, but I got I got a room right at the at the Homewood Suites. Oh, it was classic. a very nice very nice hotel. Um, I got it with the day before the wedding, got a room, went to the wedding and it was huge, right? So many people were there. The interesting thing about it, right. Is that only John Michael and Emily received communion. Um, because I think the reasoning, because majority of her family is, is Protestant, but I, I can't pretend to know all of their motivations. Um, but the really cool part is, is that after they received and normally you'd sing a song during communion to kind of pass the time in a way while everybody's going up and receiving, but it was just them. But we sang for longer than we would have if we, if everybody had gone up and received. So they received communion and then the priest um, cleared the altar and did everything. And then he sat down, but we were all kneeling, singing praise and worship for probably 15 minutes after, after they received. And the choir was just, it was full of all these beautiful and amazing singers that are like all of their friends. And, um, we were singing, it was, it was like seek esque of people were all in and you could see John Michael and Emily up at the front, like arms raised. Mm. Um, and it was just so beautiful and powerful to be united in a community and like praising God for this beautiful wedding, for this beautiful marriage. Um, yeah, it was just, I don't know. There's something about it. I had goosebumps like the whole time. Yeah. Um, That's so good. I've, I've never seen anything like that at a, at a wedding before. And then afterwards the priest like spread through the proper channels, AKA he told all the focus missionaries who were there that he would be giving out communion afterwards in the back. So ev- oh, nice. everybody won, everybody won ultimately. Um, and then the actual dance afterwards, the reception was incredible. I think I broke my back. I got punched in the nose. Like <laughs> it was if, you, if you don't if you don't have some kind of war wound after yeah. a reception, was it really a reception? Well, I was I was in this mosh pit when they were playing, I think it was um, Turbulence by Little John and Steve Aoki. <laughs> <laughs> and I was jumping up and down with all of these it was just men on the floor. Like all of the, oh, perfect, the ladies yeah. like immediately skirted to the outside and we were just jumping up and down and some dude whacked me right in the face. And then after that I got picked up and put on somebody's shoulder and my back arched backwards. <laughs> and it it's still sore. Yeah, I bet. I like it's hurt not my used muscle. to moving that way. It's not You know, not you know what sucks? You know what sucks active. about starting a podcast with someone you know from Twitter and not from real life is that huh. you don't get to go to wedding receptions. The same wedding receptions. 
like Luke and Gomer go to the same weddings all the time because they have all the same friends. We have right. like none of the same friends. Yeah, that's well, it just has to come to a point where you stop inviting Phoebe and you just start inviting me. <laughs> You're my plus one to everything. now. <laughs> yeah, I can't invite you because I'm on a dating fest. <laughs> that's true. You wouldn't want anyone getting the wrong idea. Um um, yeah, so my my week after Seek, we haven't talked in a while, I feel like. I don't know. Really? Maybe, maybe. We just we talked last week when we uploaded an episode. Oh, we right. do a podcast together every week. Every I don't week. Know. That's true. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> but um, the, no, the last time I talked to you was right after we finished recording last week's episode, which is usually how that works. And the last thing I said to you was, I'm going to go break into the Life Teen Conference now. That's right. I do yeah. remember that. So, and I met somebody that talked to you at the Life Teen Conference. Who was um, it? Courtney Kilbasa. Oh yeah, not, I, was not I met her. I already knew her, but yeah. I saw her and I talked to her. You saw her at the wedding. Yeah. Oh, nice. I was just about to bring her up because she is a mutual friend of ours. I didn't know she was going to be there. Other people that I met, her boyfriend um, stayed in my hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it was great. Um, shout out Nick Sharapa, aka producer Nick from the Claire Papa Sharapa. At Papa Shrapa, not to be confused with Father Shrapa. Um, Papa Shrapa, who produces the Clerically Speaking podcast. And uh, yeah, he, I just I just saw him walk by and I was like, are you Nick Shrapa? And he's like, yes. He's, I'm like, I am from Twitter. <laughs> That's in the worst way. No, 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 no. no the, 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 funniest, the funniest way, the funniest, the funniest interjection that I did that was related to Twitter was Leah Murphy. Shout out, Leah. Um, I was talking you. to a guy and I was walking I was walking past her and I heard her say the words Tommy Ty and I just <laughs> my, my head turned and I was like are you talking about Catholic uh, Twitter and I, oh, they were like yes no. and I was like I am from Catholic Twitter <laughs> I, I am there. Catholic Twitter. I live there and <laughs> No, seriously, like I we we don't These go Twitter are all the, the people time. in your neighborhood. <laughs> we don't go to Twitter all the time, but literally my life would look so much different. Like most of the things that I'm doing right now, I'm doing because of Catholic Twitter. It's annoying. That's like true. The, the podcast and my job are the two things that I But the funniest thing about the, the funniest two biggest thing, parts of your life. The two, two of the biggest things that I'm doing in my life right now are because of Twitter. And so uh, at Papa Shrapa and I hung out after the conference is over and I took him around Melbourne because the conference was in Melbourne. Weirdest thing. Um, I took him around Melbourne, took him to like the, the restaurants, the, the sites and places. Mm -hmm. And it was funny as he realized like he's he progressively realized where he knew me from. So like um, he didn't he, he knew me from Twitter. He's like, oh, Twitter. And then I talked about the crunch. He's like, wait, you do the crunch? And then I talked to him about that thing that I'm doing with his brother, Father Shrapa. And he's like, wait, you're from that too? And so we, I was like, did you think I was three different people? Anyway, um, <laughs> but the reason why I bring up Papa Shrapa is okay. because I have a confession to make live on the air. Oh, no. I have slept on Clerically Speaking. It's so good. It's Where so have you been? good. I know. I, I just haven't been listening to podcasts, first of all. I'm like mm -hmm. way backlogged on Catching Foxes. I'm just not. I have, yeah, I haven't been. Um, I've literally only been listening to Catching Foxes and just about nothing else. But I'll listen to Clerically Speaking every once in a while. But I need to get more regular on that. It's so funny. Listens. I just. I yeah. mean, first they're of all, hilarious. I, I never. They're, they're, they're hilarious. They're really great guys. They're honest. And they're I, I never. They're holy. And. Listening to the f few episodes that I've listened to, I kind of like understand the priesthood a lot more. And so I would even say that if you are discerning the priesthood, you should listen to this podcast. And 
they talk about us and they yeah. talk about how good how nice and good we are and i am ashamed is, that it oh that it's my favorite <laughs> aspect of any podcast i am ashamed that i didn't listen to my good friend father anthony and father harrison's podcast until they texted us saying hey we mentioned you this week and i was listening to the podcast and phoebe was like what are you listening to and i was like clerically speaking they said that they mentioned us this week and she's like is that the only reason you're listening and i was like well no phoebe sees through all of your crap oh it's annoying it's the worst (laughs) thing in the world oh man (sighs) poor guy that's cool though i'm glad you had a good time at the conference did you learn anything about youth ministry oh my gosh yes i did Really? Um, yes. Is that what you want to talk about today, or do you want to talk about other stuff? Um, I, I don't necessarily want to talk about that like all oh. exclusively today. But okay. um, Mark Hart, shout out Mark Hart. Who? Uh, um, <laughs> I finally met him in person. How was that? It was it was kind of cool. I, I chatted with him about about youth ministry, and he was like, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome." Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he brought up a really good point about parents, uh, how to mm-hmm. dealing with parents. Um. He was telling a story about his uh, his kids' life team back at his parish and how they always have um, parent meetings. And he's like, "Look, I he, t- he t- talks to the youth ministry. He's like, look, I uh, like life teen. I'm a big supporter of life teen. Um, but I have four children, and I cannot go to all of these parent meetings. And I want you to stop doing this to me." <laughs> he was like, "He was like, he, he gave a whole talk on on." trying to explain what it was like to be a parent and so for and just knowing that going into youth ministry like not looking at this from a single person's perspective like why can't you go to a mandatory meeting i go to mandatory meetings all the time yes that's because my time is completely my own it's because you don't have four small four children, 100 pound objects that rely on you to survive. <laughs> and like and like even when they get older, you think it's going to get easier, but it's not because they can't drive. And this one has soccer and this one has dance and this one has play practice and this one has youth group. And it's like all of these you're you're now responsible. This one has to meet with his Fortnite coach. <laughs> As a parent, you're you're now you're now both like the secretary and the chauffeur of four people. Like, it's like, that's impossible. And, um, and also trying to like be the quote unquote primary catechists. Um, he gave this whole talk on like how we, how we dump catechesis or we pretend like we're dumping catechesis on the parents or like if the parents just, just would figure out how to catechize their children, (laughs) we wouldn't have to do this. And it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Mm -mm. I hear this from trads a lot, actually. It's like that, that we don't need quote unquote professional Catholics because the parents are supposed to catechize their kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I don't I don't really think that it's fair to expect every single person to be able to perfectly form saints and like well catechized kids. Right. Because like catechesis takes some kind of like it takes the gift of knowledge and the gift of teaching, which is given out measure by measure to different people as today's reading said. So like it's not. We shouldn't expect every parent to have the fullness of the gifts of knowledge and and teaching. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's interesting. I think of like Therese, who her parents were wonderful, right? Yeah. And helped raise her to be this wonderful little child. But I think the the ultimate test of her sainthood, right, was when she entered the the community. Yeah. um, At Lestou. That's when she like it. It had to be something more than her parents that had to, they had to teach her something about herself, about how to live and love, about the vocation of love that she talks about 
that was beyond her parents. You know, it's not like her parents could sit her down one day and be like, you're going to have a vocation of love. You know, like that was, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't something that they could just sit down and teach her. You know, it takes so a village to raise a baby and it takes a church to raise a saint. That's just how put it that works. on a T-shirt and sell it on church pop. Oh, boy. It's going to be like one of those iron ons that you see in mm-hmm. middle school kids wearing That's Steubenville conferences. Yeah, Oh, it's going to be great. We're going to make millions. I love it. And just so, put a little crunch logo on the back so that everybody knows <laughs> that we are profiting. Oh, boy. Um, put the crunch logo on the sleeve so it'll drive up the cost of the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, man. But yeah, no, I don't really want to. I, I don't really have okay. much to rant about when it comes That's to okay. parenthood because I don't have children. I just thought it was an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember how this week I made everybody mad on Twitter about Exodus 90? Um. Yeah. I, well, I. I think Father Anthony kind of started that flame. What? What? Wait, did you start it? Did you no. Start oh, I mean, I before anything else happened, I just tweeted thinking about starting a ruckus online before Exodus 90, and that. That tweet in and of itself started a ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of wait, I need to look this tweet up. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I hate Twitter ruckuses now. Um, yeah, my, too favorite, much. my favorite thing that I saw on Twitter today was trending how to draw an X trending the weird thing that happened at the March for Life with those kids from Covington. And uh-huh. I was like, these are just so like how to draw an X and also racism, racism. Like what? what's happening? And I, I kind of want to talk about Twitter controversies today. Okay. But not All like, right. But not like I'm, the controversies. But not the controversies themselves. I don't really want to talk about. Heated up. I'm ready to talk about controversial. I just think I just think that we're a little too. <laughs> we're dumb. We're so dumb. Every <laughs> single one of us, like every person listening to this podcast, is a complete all of us, idiot. including me, idiot. Just every because we're so distractible. Hey. Way to just boost those listener numbers, I Patrick. Mean, that is a great, so, great method. We're like, we're like freaking. We make moth jokes because, like, oh, moths are so stupid; they're just drawn to anything shiny. And then we see a controversy on Twitter, and it's like, well, there goes everything I'm doing today. I'm just gonna watch yeah. videos of the same. You know, I just w- Andy Samberg at a the moth Golden goes Globes. into a podiatrist's office. <laughs> I told that joke. To my family did, last did week, and they, they thought it was hilarious. That's oh, that's awesome. They disowned me. I don't live there anymore. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, uh, Andy Samberg made this joke. I think it was the Golden Globes, is that the world has always been horrible. It just seems worse now because of our phones. And It's not really a joke. It's not really a joke. It it's as much of a, re- it's it's a reality. Like a 14-year-old's deep thought that he shares in class. No, that's absolutely true. It's like the world the it's world has true. always done things like this. It's just worse mm-hmm. now because of our phones. Like, now we can... Sure, whatever whatever happened at the march with the kids in the hats and the Native American guy, whatever happened, it was a, a mob thing and like a huge crowd of confusing people moving around. And then what you're asking us, the people, to do, what we've we've decided to task ourselves with is is to figure out to, who to crucify. Figure out exactly what the, that's not my job. I don't <laughs> want to do that. Yeah. Please don't ask me to do this. And then they're like, let's dox all of these kids. And it's like, no, stop it. Everyone I, go do your homework. Okay. Go f- freaking pray. Okay. Find something more productive to do. Bake a cake. Break some cookies and bring them to your next door neighbor. I just I'm not mad at the thing. I'm mad at everything. <laughs> I need you to breathe. I need you to I need you to stop. I need you to breathe. I got locked in an apartment today and I'm just stressed out. 
<laughs> my new apartment door door lock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just locked. and I couldn't open it. <laughs> and I was sitting in the apartment, you but couldn't open it. You're okay. Look at me. He did to do. I'm Patrick. Gonna move out on my own. Gonna go get my own apartment. Oh no, I'm stuck inside because I can't I texted, figure out the door handle. I texted what? Phoebe. I'm like, there's dust everywhere. <laughs> None of the you, furniture is set up. How did you up. get stuck? I don't know. Something happened with the lock, and I texted my landlord, who was luckily them. a friend of mine, and I was like, hey, Matthew, shout uh, out Matthew, the door uh, is locked from everywhere. I, I can't get out. <laughs> the door is locked from everywhere. From everywhere. I've tried all 360 degrees to turn this bad boy. <laughs> this bad boy. Nothing anyway. working. So it's been a day. Um, you were going okay. to say something? Yeah, I do have a comment. Uh, yeah. Um, related to what you're talking about so what i absolutely despise is when let's say there's an issue right yeah like the gillette ad that happened earlier Mm -hmm. um i saw a tweet i saw a tweet that said um if you care more about gillette advertisements than about the fact that there are more people in slavery now than there have ever been in history before you're doing catholicism wrong oh so right so right and i was like so wait a minute i can never think about anything besides the worst thing that's happening ever okay wait hold on yeah yeah wait i agree with you now yeah so i mean i i agree with i agree with the point that the tweet was trying to make which is let's get some perspective here Right. Which is always good. Yeah, sure. But also, but that attitude of people can't care about things that I deem to be less important because I think that there are things that are more important going on is a very bad way to go about discourse. Okay. All right. I I, I see. I see your challenge, but I'll raise. And I I think I want to talk about this more. And I think that's okay. You can't just keep abandoning topics after you start them. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) And I'm, I'm this is why I'm really excited to go on the media fast for the foreseeable future um just because it means i don't have to think about it or look at it or deal with it and it means that i can spend time instead of reacting to the world i can spend more time praying for the world which is what i think we all need to do more of you know because that's what that's what's actually going to change stuff like you can see things happening on twitter like the racist thing or whatever or the gillette ad or slavery or abortion or whatever like all these things um, but we spend if we spend all of our time on social media reacting to the world, then we're going to do nothing to change it. Yeah, you that's know? that's a good point because it, it's. I would say that I would say that, that the Gillette ad is or the other controversies that have been happening <clears throat> forever. Right. It's not really people focusing on stuff that doesn't matter. matter. It's oh. people taking stuff that doesn't matter. Yes. And making it into stuff that matters. Right. Like racism mm-hmm. is bad. It's something that happens and shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> taking taking an instance of a bunch of stupid high schoolers mm-hmm. and someone trying to make a political statement in public and turning it like like we're we're, we're judging an incident here right it, this mm-hmm. is not indicative of like i don't know it just it, it's this, here's my here's my thought right that sometimes i feel like I've, i get bad rap for this right but <laughs> i if i see something going on like let's say the Covington Catholic incident. I don't care yeah. about it. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I really have no, I understand it's like, oh, people are trying to say, oh, the Catholic schools are all bad. And like, I could hop to the defense of Catholic schools, but I don't really care to because I have a lot going on in my life, right? Yeah. I have, I have men that are relying on me to lead them towards Jesus. Okay. Like a, at least a group of 30 men that I meet with, with some regularity and a group of three men that I meet with very, very regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- these guys are, are in a lot of ways in some, somewhat more than others, but depending on me to show them what it means to be a good Christian, right? What it means to have a relationship with God so that they can find some semblance of happiness in this life and fulfillment of it in the next. So I don't really care about the, the racist incident of the week. Yeah. All because, right. yeah. because the, and then when you say that people are like, Oh, so you, so you're a racist. It's like, no, I'm not, but I have bigger fish to fry. I can't affect that. But what I can do is I can, I can pray for the people affected and I can pray for the world and I can teach other people to pray and to, you know, do that sort of thing. And then through that, through the conversion of heart that comes from praying for the mm-hmm. world and living out charity and helping the poor and the infirm and the sick and the disadvantaged, then all of a sudden we start to change the world a bit at a time. I but think... if I do what the world wants me to do, which is get pissed off on Twitter yeah. for four hours, <laughs> then that doesn't do anything. Right. And it just, you're just trying to show people like, Hey, I'm not racist. Everybody look over here at me. I'm not racist. Like, get off your phone and go teach people about what it means to be holy, because that's what's going to do something. Yeah, and uh, I, I think sorry. I think not caring is perhaps not the right word or approach, no. but because it, yeah. it gives it gives Can you off, help me refine it. Please? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I think what you mean is when when you see something like this, you in your head say "Wow," or your heart say "Wow." That is. That really sucks. That's sad. That's really sad. Like I'm, I'm, it's. I hate being constantly reminded that racism exists. However, Mm -hmm. more certain people are are reminded unwillingly, just not when they, not even only when they look at Twitter, right? So like, it it helps me understand what the state of the world is, right? Right. And I think that's a good thing. That's good. Now that being said, I can't do anything about it, right? Like I, I literally other than other than your sphere of influence that you have in your own exactly. Life. And I, I don't know if you've ever read the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Very By Robert Covington. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen Covey. <laughs> no, dang it. Who's Robert Covington? I don't know. I think I think you I think you you, you pulled the name Robert out of somewhere, and Covington <laughs> is the name of the school we were just talking about. I know. Hold on. <laughs> by Robert, a, by Stephen. You know, Robert Covington's a player for the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> All right, I would not have known that. Anyway, so no, he's for the Timberwolves. He got traded. Sorry. Uh, right. <laughs> my that's my bad, Rocco. I didn't mean to do you like that. Um. <laughs> So, <laughs> what well, the first uh, habit the very first one is be proactive and not reactive that's what you were okay. talking about it's like being yeah. proactive is like any and i i can dolo right mm-hmm. any hickman i can dolo what what they did when they saw racism on the border was they went to el paso texas and visited the people that were being in were being held that's proactive like that that that's that's something that they felt called to do and that mm-hmm. they were they were in the right place to do 
right? And so they went and they changed the world in that they changed the world of those people. Right. Right. The people that they encountered, because you can't you can't change the world for everybody. I think a lot of a lot of young people think they can. And I think that's one of the part, one of the, the sucky parts of growing up is realizing that you're not going to create a utopia here. Stop trying to do that. It's heaven is heaven. Earth is earth. Let earth be earth and let heaven be heaven. You know, just you cannot change the world. Everyone, every high school student valedictorian, if you're currently writing a graduation speech and you use the words "go out and change the world," stop what Spread you're doing. Spread your wings and fly. It's 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 wrong and it's stupid, and every every parent is laughing at you. Um, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> I should okay. probably tell Nick before he gives his speech. Um, but you can change the world of the people you encounter. Uh huh. That's something you can do. And but and then that. So this is kind of an interesting crossroads, I think. Uh huh. Because. I I I believe that the having magnanimity is important too, right? Yes. This this greatness of soul, this belief that God can accomplish all things, mm-hmm. um, and that He wants to co- accomplish things through us and through our lives, um, and acting in a way that is correspondent to that belief. And so, I think the hesitation with what you're saying is maybe some sort of despair or just like, um apathy right or giving up of saying well i can't really change the world i can only change the people around me so why even try it's like no you you're you are one of seven billion people right yeah. but you're still a person it's true who has agency yes and you think about somebody like john paul ii who literally was just trying to grow in holiness and bring the people around him to holiness mm-hmm. um it's just that his opportunity to make the people around him grow in holiness got bigger and bigger and bigger throughout his entire life. Yeah. Um, I hope, I hope and, the logical conclusion of what I said wasn't. So why try? No, it wasn't, but okay. that's in my fallen state. That's what I think sometimes is gotcha. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just one missionary at the university of Tulsa of a population of 4,000. And I only reach um, three guys with any amount of regularity at most like 20 to 30 you know, like, so why even, why even get up in the morning? It's like sometimes my <laughs> hesitation, you know, because yeah. it's even at this, I, I can't even imagine what it'd be like if I was at a place like, just because we're talking about like Texas A&M, which has at least 10 to f- fifty. I feel pretty insignificant, but you're still changing the world of the people that you're interacting with, which yeah. is what matters, not the the overall political or regime or policy change that you may believe is better. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, and I think that's why I think that's why the focus model is so helpful is because it visualizes the ripple effect or like the the fruitfulness of just simple discipleship. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 you 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 can't you can't change the world totally. You can't snap your fingers Thanos style and uh-huh. just convert everyone. Mm-hmm. Um n- nor is it possible. Mm. There's there there's I don't know if he does this anymore, but like one of the focus- Thanos? Oh <laughs> no. sorry. <laughs> The like the parable of the super evangelist that can convert a million people a year. Yes, they versus, still do that. Okay, cool. That was that's awesome. I love that mm-hmm. when when mm-hmm. my focus missionary showed me that because I was like, that's such a that's such a temptation to like think that oh God's gonna do great things through all of us to kind of frame it in a human sense, but like God God plays the long con. You yeah. Know? Can you say it? Can you? I interrupted you, but can you say it for the people that might not know it? Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. So the the parable of the super evangelist is the. Uh, it's this juxtaposition of a super evangelist versus a humble focus missionary and the humble focus missionary only disciples three people a year and um, continues to only disciple those three people a year. But the next year, those three people disciple three people each. Whereas the super evangelist evangelizes 1 million people a year. And I forget how long it takes, but it takes like 10 years for the triplification of the first focus missionary to reach the population of the earth. Whereas it would obviously take the super evangelist a very long time to evangelize 7 billion people. Um, And then they reframe it in the, well, what if only one of those, what if only two of those people remain faithful? The third falls away. It still takes only like 18 years to reach the entire world's population. Um, So yeah, that, that seems like that that visualization like the it, it it really helped me in my preparation for youth ministry is like mm-hmm. even if only 5 kids show up if i really invest in those kids and i make them into disciples that make disciples that make disciples then i can change the world for more people than i have the time to you know the time that i have time for that makes mm-hmm. sense <laughs> it does okay and i i think you bring up a fascinating point about why, thank the you. desire of what I said. Why? Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. About the desire of people today, especially young people, to just. I bet if you add, I bet if you pulled, um, like young people, you know, in between the ages of fourteen and twenty, fourteen, twenty, twenty-one, somewhere around there, and you said if you could snap your fingers and get everybody to change their minds on blank controversial subject, abortion, racism, gay marriage, whatever. I bet all of them would say yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's even a temptation for us to to be like, yes, I would love for everybody just to be pro-life with a snap of my fingers. Because you know? it, it takes all the work out of it and you get the result. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And and I think social media is a is a medium through which people see that they can they can do that, right? Because it is yeah. very little effort, you know? Yeah. It, 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 you can just hop on, blast out a tweet. It can maybe get 14,000 retweets or whatever, and you can feel like you've affected some type of change with the literal snap of your fingers, you know, yeah. the type of your fingers, you know. Um, and I, that's just – and that removes the work out of it, which means that we no longer have discourse because it's all sound bites. And, like, these are all things that people talk about before, but I think just the way that you framed it made me kind of put two and two together a little bit. 
Hmm. And so we have to make sure that we're putting in the work and not resorting to the methods of the world, you know, because we need to be foolish in the eyes of God. Eyes in the uh, eyes of God, yeah. foolish in the eyes of the world, you know, because in the eyes of the world, if it says, you know what, instead of blasting out my opinions and like what I think is correct to 6,000 people on Twitter, I'm just going to, I'm just going to heavily invest in these three guys. It's like, what, what are you talking about? That doesn't ridiculous. make any sense, you know? Well, but bad news because Jesus rolled up and he could have taken over the entire Roman empire, but with instead, a literal snap of his fingers. Yeah. But instead he just invested in 12 dudes. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that so stupid when you think about it yeah like it is i don't and not only live, that but live it spent, exactly the same way that jesus did but i aspire to live it in the same way that jesus did and not only that but he also came to earth and had the fullness of the beatific vision all the knowledge of the divinity at his yeah. disposal and he just could have swept said, floors for 30 yeah. years yeah i mean <sighs> that's that's weird like bonkers. You, <laughs> that's, bonkers. That's kind of that's kind of ridiculous. Like if you if you think about that from a human perspective, it's like, well, why why didn't he find like a nice rabbi to follow, or like why wasn't he like mm-hmm. investing in his four hundred one k? Um, <laughs> why why wasn't he uh, why wasn't he more focused on upward mobility? Why wasn't he getting a four year degree? Mobility, you know, <laughs> he's got. <laughs> He's already at the top. Jesus was sitting, Jesus was sweeping the floors and holding a Stephen Covey book in the other hand, reading, <laughs> trying to figure out how on earth he could advance He's his listening company. to Dave Ramsey podcast and putting away for retirement. Oh. That's what Jesus needed. Can you imagine Jesus got a little little CD player on his belt as he's oh like my cutting wood and he, he pops in a Joel Osteen CD. He's just like, I got to be the best version of myself. That's all I got to be. <laughs> oh man Oof. gosh humans are idiots you're right i agree with we're you. so dumb we think we have all the answers or we can get all the answers you know from someone the, other than jesus the craziest thing about like the interior life and here's here's something interesting i can i can i can mark for you where i entered you know the interior castles yeah i can mark for you where i entered the first and second but i know i'm not in the third yet uh-huh and the reason is, is like the, the first, the first mansion is like where I think the conversion there to kind of put it simply, and I know someone might correct me if I'm wrong. So that's good. The first conversion is like when you realize you need to abandon your sinful lifestyle and like you spend that time kind of abandoning your sinful lifestyle, right? Like that, that's your conversion moment. And like, that's the work mm-hmm. you have to do to get to the next part. And then like, as, as while you get the handle, while you get the hang of, of, um, abandoning sin, Right. Then you then you convert and you have the second conversion experience. This came for me right before I went to college where I realized I need a personal prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you enter into that one. But but the, the problem with the mansions is it's, it's hard to it's it's hard to um, map out where you're supposed to go. Humans like planning. Right. We like we like knowing what stage one, stage two and stage three are going to be. And we want to know the entire picture before we start. When you read the interior castle. You have no freaking clue what she's talking about at like the sixth and seventh mansion. You really only understand the ones you've been through and the one you're about to go into. Mm. And so when I read when I read the interior castle first, I was like, I have no idea. I, I, I stopped after four because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. 
And I realized that the the next step that I need to take is I just need to be extremely, extremely humble. Like, I really, really need to grow in humility. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's something that, like, really convicted me this summer. And I was like, how how on earth do I do that? And it was it was one of the first... It was one of the first times in my life where I ever where I ever said to myself, I don't care if I only reach five people and I actually meant it. Right. I found yeah. a journal entry that I wrote when I was oh, in nice. school. I was like, I really oh, no. I was like, Lord, like if my ministry, if my life only reaches one person, let it be so. But seven billion isn't too bad. Right. And I was like, Patrick, you Whoa. idiot. That's what everyone thinks. Everyone wants that to reach the entire world. Like- Patrick in 2016. <laughs> it sounds like all of us, honestly. I mean, yeah, but like yeah. it's I but I think I think this summer when I was reading Forming Intentional Disciples, I was like, all right, sweet. It actually actually doesn't matter if I reach only three people. If I if I have a success rate of three to a thousand, those three people just need that exact same success rate and the church is going to be fine. And other people are doing this, too. That's why it's so like that's why it was so great to have my community at a door because I knew that I wasn't investing in people alone, right? Mm-hmm. Like other people were investing in other people. So we were making sure we covered all of our bases. Um but yeah, I I I feel like I was going somewhere with that. We need to have Joel on. That's what I was going to say because I want to oh. talk about humility. I thought you were going to say that I should read Interior Castle because that's what I got out of it. You should read Interior Castle. And then I want to. Here's here's what everyone should do. They they should read every spiritual book cover to cover except for Interior Castle. Don't don't sit down and think you're going to read the entirety of Interior Castle your first try. Just get to where you mm-hmm. can't really understand cuz she she'll say things like if you've been through this, you understand what I mean. And so if you don't understand what she means, uh-huh. stop. Go back and reread up till that point. She's that's, I love I love that approach to the spiritual life. And that's because it I can see it in my own life too. Like looking at people like Tracy or you know, people that I've looked up to in my life, um, like going through college. Um, and then now as a missionary, there are plenty of people that say things that I'm just like, what? I don't understand like that, what you mean. I don't understand like how you got to that point. Cause I, I, cause I feel like I'm a pretty holy Joe over here. Just like <laughs> rolling, rolling deep, praying most days, uh, you know, what's up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I never fall asleep during holy hour or anything like that. It'd be weird if I did that. Um, <laughs> and then, and then they start talking about like their love for the Lord and like the way that he is working in their lives and the way that they, they see him and they desire to be with him or, you know, whatever it might be like some, and I'm just like, What? And that's like a really weird spot to be in, but it's also a really exciting spot to be in if you have the right mindset, because it's really easy. This is one thing that people (laughs) that I used to get mad about in college or whatever. So say, oh, you'll understand that later. We'll explain this later. Either if it was like in class or the fraternity or like in a club that I was in, I'd be like, no, tell me now. But eat what knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Feed brain. Go now. Food. (laughs) Um. I don't know. I thought I had a point, but I was, I'm really just more talking about how I am bad at, I'm I'm just like shocked at other people's holiness. And I wish I was, I wish I was there, but I know that I'm not. And <laughs> it, I don't it, was, get there. It, it was very humbling on the plane ride back from seek when a very uh-huh. good friend of mine asked me, how do I pray? And I mm-hmm. could not answer. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was, I just couldn't put it into words how you pray and so Mm. 
I like I like went I went back home and I started. It was nice because when I was home before I left for college, my first year, I like had a really great prayer life. Like it was super great. It was just every every day for an hour I was in the chapel. And so when I go home, I find that I have a very similar prayer life because I'm used to that routine right. when I'm at home. And so I went back to my there's something there's something uh beautiful about the first adoration chapel you called home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I yeah. So like my my home parish is adoration chapel. I went in and I knelt in front of the monstrance and I just like I prepared myself for roughly fifteen minutes. It was like took me fifteen minutes to get to this point, but I stayed there for a very long time. It was just this um <laughs> this state. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ego. Dude, just stop laughing at me. Hold on. I'm gonna finish. Like, it, it took a while of preparation, but I got there, and I, I was like, I was like, in this state of like knowing that Jesus knew me, mm-hmm. and trying to know Jesus. All right, now that I said that, what was funny? I was just imagining you in your prescription sunglasses in the chapel praying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh out loud, but it was That's just what? so funny. <laughs> I finally got new glasses. Did you really? I did. Okay, good. They're exactly the same, so don't worry. My aesthetic has not changed. All right. Can you, now that that's out of my system, can you say, can you say again what you said? Okay. About the end. Like after 15 minutes, you said this to Jesus or Jesus said this to you. After after 15 minutes, I finally like got to a point Mm -hmm. where all I did was be in this state that was like awareness of uh-huh. Christ's okay. knowledge of me and gotcha. and trying to know Christ right so it right. was just i've been talking a lot about like listening recently mm-hmm. and it was that it was it was a little glimmer of what mother teresa says when you know that story that mother teresa about mother teresa being asked like yeah i don't say to, anything i just listen yeah, he doesn't say anything he, he just, just listens, listens. classic yeah. i kind of understand a little bit what that means Dude, you're a saint, bro. Right now, currently. <laughs> by virtue of our baptism, we are all saints. So, yeah, and I I think that if I could go back to that plane ride, that mm-hmm. is what I would answer is like, how do you pray? It's you listen to Jesus and let him listen to you. Just ha- like having a conversation with Christ, understanding what a conversation is. Mm-hmm. It's not two people talking, it's two people listening. Oh. I, I tweeted that the other day, but it was it was, oh. a, reply, it was a reply tweet. So it, Dang, it got, it got buried. Can I share this with you right now? Yeah, what? So I was praying before the wedding um, yesterday. All the missionaries who were there, like we went and all did our holy hour together at the church. It was beautiful. Nice. In the morning. Um and it was really funny because like old people would walk in who like clearly belonged to that church and they would walk <laughs> and their eyes would get super wide and they'd be like, oh, and some guy's phone went off and like he got up and he said, oh my God, as he walked out the door because he was so embarrassed. It was so funny. That's hilarious. Anyways, so I was praying and I was, I was flipping through scripture. I did kind of a little Bible roulette. Like I was kind of flipping through Mark, like just looking for a story that's different than the ones I've been reading recently. Yeah. Um, and I found, I found the one where, um, Jesus sticks his fingers in the dude's ear and classic touches his tongue. And he says, Ephatha, Ephatha, Anemone. Yeah. Um, which means be opened. And so I was praying with that with, of being opened. And I, I realized that 
And I was praying a lot about the wedding um, and like that weekend in particular, because like I shared at Seek, like when I'm with my friends who are focused missionaries, um, I get really self-conscious and like really try to prove myself and all these things. Um, and so through that, right. If it through, helps, like, I feel like that when I'm with you. Oh, yeah. So it's just a never ending circle of everyone making each other feel bad. Hey, listen, Kat, <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to prove anything to me. Yeah. So just say that to yourself next time you're with your friends. Right. Well, this this prayer helps. That's what I'm saying. Cool. All right. <clears throat> is that kind of is there's two aspects to it, right? He heals his his tongue. So he's able to speak and he heals his ears. So he's able to hear. So like yes. first with the ears, um, I felt that Jesus was saying, like, you need to listen Right. And you need to not listen for an opportunity to be funny or impressive or <laughs> um, any of these things. But you need to listen to how I'm speaking to you through these people. And I was like, wow. And then he, he also said, be open with your tongue, right, with your mouth and not open in a way that's disingenuous or because that wouldn't be openness. Right. Yeah. He said, talk openly be who you are don't try to inflate don't try to deflate don't try to think of the best response just talk just be and that, that like listening right listening for god's voice in conversation listening um it's like kind of funny because we we're talking about listening in prayer and like listening to him in prayer has led me to listen to him out of formal prayer time you know mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting um but this idea of listening without filters and listening with only the intention to to know God and to know the people around you, um, it, it led me to have the greatest weekend ever, right? Because I was not stressed. I was just, I went with the flow with everything. I just, I joked in a way that I would normally joke. I listened in the way I would normally listen. I didn't try to change anything. I just tried to be me. And it was, and I made like 10 new friends that I, that's so probably, good. <laughs> that I probably wouldn't have made if I was trying to be like the guy, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's funny. Cause I, this was also another part of my prayer. Like it's really easy to be like calm like that when you're probably top three holiest people in the room, but when you're jostling for like 30th place, <laughs> you really feel the need to, to prove yourself, you know? So I was just like, just be okay with being in 30th. And I was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because, you know, it's, it's all it's, perceived anyway. So, yeah, that's all perceived. And even even if you are legitimately 30th, like <laughs> who cares? Who cares? And uh, because because especially in heaven, all of our holiness will belong to everyone. and Everyone's holiness exactly. will belong to us. Exactly. There's nothing that is concealed that will not be revealed, including the mysteries of the interior life. Yeah. That we did not get to receive when we were in heaven. Do you think that God in his infinite goodness would close off the ecstasy he gives to St. Teresa of Avila, to a young child who died after his baptism? Do you think no. God would close it, uh, close it off from that little kid because he didn't he didn't live long enough to like become an old monk sitting in a chair in an adoration chapel, like just in ecstasy for 32 hours straight uh -huh. per day? No. God is <laughs> God is good. <laughs> no. If you if you think that, stop listening to the podcast. God's gonna give you everything because he loves you. Yeah. You just might have to wait till you die. It's fine. Memento Mori. Yo, today's Mass was just so good. Really? I'm really glad we recorded after Mass today. I am too. I'm glad. There's a reason for everything. And we recorded now after this weekend for a reason. Absolutely. 
I just I, love it. I was just so convicted today in mass. Just I mean, how how was it? How was it to uh to go to a wedding and then have today's readings? Yeah, pretty pretty awesome. All, all bridal funny imagery. Too, the priest was talking about like um oh man, I don't remember what he was talking about. He mentioned like the wedding and then he was also talking about fireworks in his homily and there were fireworks at the reception last night. So all of us were like, that's crazy that he talked about fireworks. What? And also the wedding. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the whole image of the bridegroom and the bride was like very visceral and real because I literally just saw the bridegroom. I'd never seen John Michael more excited than when he like turned around at the end of the wedding and fist pumped and like in front of everybody and everyone just erupted in <laughs> yeah, cheers, you know, cause he got to kiss his wife in front of everybody and everyone's just like, yeah, let's go. And like, that's how, that's how Jesus feels when we come to him. He like turns uh, around and he fist pumps, you know, he's like, yes. And all the saints are like, wow. <laughs> and it's crazy because you know you know that those two have fought in the past, right? Oh, like they're, absolutely. They, John Michael's a, a, a jack wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but in in that in those in that moment of bride and bridegroom meeting mm-hmm. at the altar, like all of that is just at the furthest point from your mind, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it's this this intense moment of like of encounter. Mm-hmm. that's i think i think that's the what people should mean when they say the word encounter is like mm-hmm. this idealize the other person and like see see all of their beauty and their goodness and rejoice in it mm-hmm. and then give yourself to them right like that's what evangelization is right it's this it's like bringing christ to someone and you know like Getting getting them and Christ all married, all hitched up, you know? Yep. That's uh we're all John the Baptist. We're all we're the all, we're all Catholic match. We're all we are <laughs> we are all Catholic match. Now now sponsoring catching foxes. We need to get sponsored by them. We need to get sponsored by them. We have some sponsorships in the works. That's true. Pretty excited. We should we should talk about that at some point. We should hey, talk about that. How are we? Can we wrap up? I have like a lot of stuff to do. Oh yeah, we're good. And I have to go okay. clean the rest of my apartment. Sweet. Um let's let's chat sometime soon, like off the podcast, just about ooh, everything. Ooh. Are you gonna quit again? No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to talk about other things. Okay. The opposite of quitting. <sighs> uh, Starting another podcast? <laughs> We're gonna start a podcast inside of this one. It's gonna be hidden. Every every if you split up every fifth word that we say and you string them all together, it's a it's different a new podcast. podcast. Yeah, it's about Fortnite. All right. Um. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh. Yeah. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.